0: This is Inside Marketing, brought to you by Dentsu Aegis Network and Irish Times Media Solutions.
1: Hello, and welcome to Inside Marketing. This week we're talking about efficiency and effectiveness, and I'm joined by Neil Davies, who is CEO of BBDO, and Charlie Sony, who is CEO of iAPI. Welcome, guys. Good, uh, day thank you very to much. You. Thanks for coming into our wonderful studio. Thanks for making the effort. We're talking about effectiveness and efficiency, and I think as an industry generally, and maybe it's more pronounced in terms of the, the media side of things and, and the side of the fence I'm on, but I definitely think that we've become far too obsessed with focus on short term and results and outputs and efficiencies and this kind of sense of complete and utter focus and emphasis on micro measurement, those kind of things. And we can we can measure so many things now that I think we've lost the run of ourselves. And we, and we tend to think that these small things we can measure are super important. And I think it is important to know that we're measuring the right thing. But I just think on that, Neil, I think we might open with you just to briefly chat about because there are big differences between effectiveness and efficiency. So do you want to just take that and kick off in your view and your experience, the difference? I think it's a great place to
2: start primarily because those words are incorrectly used interchangeably. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people will talk about efficiency when they mean effectiveness and, and mm-hmm. vice versa. The point is they are very, very different things. Um, to my mind, effectiveness is the goal. Effectiveness in communication is about understanding what you want to achieve and what mm-hmm. you need to do to get there. Efficiency is one of the things that helps you get there. It's one of the drivers mm. of effectiveness. Now, realistically, the problem has become, in, in, in the short-term world that you highlighted um, a little bit there, it's meant that efficiency has become a goal in itself. And mm. that, I think, has been part of the problem.
1: When we think about effectiveness, and I could be wrong in this, ultimately what clients are talking about, the effectiveness of ad campaigns, is sales. Ultimately, did it generate sales? Did it work? And maybe in... You know, sales are attributed to lots of different things, but as an ad industry, we we tend to have proxies for that. So it could be brand uplift, um, distinctivity, you know, obviously awareness, all those type of things. things. Things that we can measure that we can then correlate back to to sales. But when we think about effectiveness, Neil, what's your view? Do you think it should be more than revenue and sales? Is that a fair thing on clients to say that, look, it's all about sales? Or should we be arguing and defend, making it a case for the industry to have a different conversation? I think
2: conversation is the key word. I think Mm. allowing marketing the opportunity to stake its claim within the bigger business world by saying our job is about delivering outcomes. Mm -hmm. And those outcomes may vary from campaign to campaign and they may vary from industry to industry. But the reality is if we can think about what are the key drivers that each client and agency team working together should understand which are relevant to their particular business in their particular industry, then... The conversation should be about that. Mm. It will be about sales sometimes. It might be about revenue. It might be about share price. It might be Mm. about profit. It might be about conversion or retention or, um, you know, intent to purchase, awareness, any of the things we can measure. Mm. But more than likely, it will change each time. And understanding as you go into any marketing activity, what's the outcome we're looking for, for me, is Mm. the most important question.
0: And if I can interject at this point um, to talk about that's the key reason why um, or one of the reasons why we brought uh, the FE Awards to Ireland because their broad understanding of what effectiveness is allows agencies and clients to enter awards that don't necessarily simply relate to um, sales and right. instant efficiency, for okay, want of yeah. a better word. They do look at the broader picture. They look at a variety of different effectiveness um measurements. And it is, as Neil said, it's all about setting out your stall from the outset to achieve something and then proving that you've achieved it, whatever Mm. that it is.
1: Yeah, because I do think the things we can measure, I, I often think that sometimes we just haven't agreed. We haven't had that conversation at the start. We haven't set the right KPIs. And so we end up measuring things that are easy to measure, you know, even in digital, it's all, you know, we, may, we talk about click-through rates and, and um, conversion rates and that kind of thing. And that may not be the right thing to do and different channels that work quite well. Open question to both of you. It's been talked about for a couple of years, re- shaking up the agency remuneration model. So agencies being paid and their and their performance based on effectiveness, be that sales and that kind of stuff. And it hasn't really... I mean, I've read about it in a couple of different markets, I've tried it in a couple of big agency groups have have led pitches with that model. For me, it seems really risky unless you can attribute properly the effect of what you're doing in advertising and be paid on that. But have either of you come across any examples of that?
0: I would caution anybody, particularly in this market, from going down that route Mm. until they have clear um, measurements in place and a way of measuring that true effectiveness. Mm. So
2: Yeah, absolutely. And we're more than happy, um, actually, to leave money on the table, as it were, yeah. um, in the hope that you get that back based on performance yeah. and more of it back based on performance. Mm. And acknowledging that that is an agreed set of performance-based metrics, both qualitative and quantitative, Um, based on sales results, based on relationship, based on uh, a few other things. I'm loathed to ever think of that as a bonus because it's actually uh, the reward for doing the job that you'd set out to do, again, based on setting yourself the objectives and goals right from the start.
1: Yeah, I think it's more—it's more like a penalty for not achieving certain things than a bonus for achieving certain things. Um, and I think, a lo- yeah, a lot of this is, is probably language. I think to just add to that, I think the issue that that you have
0: is that client organisations and advertisers will want their agencies or are looking for their agencies to offer up a risk-reward mm. um, fee scheme, Yeah, but the onus is on them really to be able to measure that and analyze that. So, yeah. I mean, I would have discussed that in the past when I was on the agency side with clients, Yeah, but only when I felt that we had the ability to measure. So that's the, the
1: sort of cautionary note, I would say, at that point. And it probably relies a very strong relationship with your a partnership between agency and client. Um, I think increasingly, and certainly on the media side of things, the, the agency offering has become heavily commoditized and it's in some cases not seen as a proper partnership. I'm not sure if that's uh, the same pressure has happened on the creative. Um,
2: have you found that? Yeah, I think I think it would be fair to say that they do. And I think it's the responsibility of agencies to carve out um, a specific role for themselves mm. in in how they you know deploy their assets and talents in service of the brands that they serve. Mm. um I will add having worked in the UK having worked in the US and, and now working here that that problem isn't isn't unique to Ireland that's something people mm. that see all over the world yeah and actually the brands and the businesses that tend to be more, successful, and you'll see that in some of the effectiveness case studies that we can talk about later, mm, are the ones who understand the role for marketing within their organisation. You do yeah. get the sense that some people yeah. see marketing as a cost, as a cost or yeah. as an, an evil and at best a necessary evil. Yeah. But actually the ones who embrace and understand what it can do for the business tend to be the ones who are most effective anyway.
1: And I, I often wonder, does the industry, do we, the agencies do enough to fight our corner? And um, when we think about, I don't know why clients don't buy into effectiveness versus efficiency because again it could be a media lens on things is is very different to being efficient it's like you can do the wrong thing and do it efficiently um, and you can <laughs> actually be super efficient at doing the wrong thing and the right thing to do that's going to have a much better impact on business may not be a very efficient way of doing things but the over why don't clients get it? what why is it agencies not explaining it properly or is it
2: why i think they, we have to understand the pressure that clients are under as well within their own organizations and Unfortunately, I think marketing hasn't always been able to translate into business speak and Mm. vice versa. And we've got to play a part in helping clients fight that battle. And I think that the way that that has come to bear in recent years as being all about return on investment has been an attempt, I think, by the financial part of the business to understand what marketing does and marketing to understand what it does financially. Mm. And whereas that was a good step forward... In the end, ROI is still just a measure of efficiency, yeah. not of effectiveness. Mm. And that's a problem in that it's a little bit like the the tail wagging the
0: dog. Mm. And that's actually even more apparent now in, in the sort of short-term, um, you know, profit announcements. So, you know, you have quarterly announcements these days, yeah. um, let alone kind of, you know, um, Half yearly and and Mm -hmm. and annual. So I think the the CFO and the CEO are really driving um, the the marketing objectives in a Mm -hmm. lot of organizations um, because of this constant need to justify um, marketing spend and not seeing it as an investment. So I think as an industry we are doing an awful lot to try and, and, and counteract that, you know, um, agencies like Neil's, uh, BBDO, and and the big agencies, big creative agencies, are um, starting to sort of learn the financial language, uh, yeah. for want of a better word. Um, and we're working with organisations like the Institute of Directors and the Chartered right. Accountants of Ireland to try and understand and bridge the narrative gap between yeah. the financial world and the marketing world. And and similarly, you know, um, we work with a lot of CMOs, or I work with a lot of CMOs who are part of an advisory panel that I've Mm -hmm. set up, um, what I would call the sort of the good CMOs, the CMOs that really appreciate, um, you know, effectiveness. And and they they really want to collaborate with our industry in driving marketing and our industry. So it, it is seen naturally as a vital part of Alan's future growth.
1: Yeah. And, and it sounds like as an industry, and it's great to hear that that we are, we we realise that we have a, a a part to play in this. Um, we're speaking different languages of finance and that we we kind of bridge that gap. The industry, I, I'd say, is pretty good at measuring efficiency. We've always been quite good at that. I think we're, we're less good at measuring effectiveness. So I'm going to throw this out to whoever wants to take it. How can you actually measure effectiveness if you're talking to clients? Apart, is there anything apart from just Bottom line sales. How can we think about effectiveness? Neil, I'm going to throw, I'm going to put you on the spot here and say you take that one.
2: I'm, I'm quite happy to, and, and and I think that there are immensely complex answers that you can you can give, and people have written books on it. Or you can just get back to that simple question of well, what is it we're trying to achieve? What outcome are we trying to drive? Mm. And then work back from there. And I think that the enormity of the question about what is effectiveness puts a lot of people off answering just a simple thing of, okay, what is it we're trying to do? Mm. If you don't have a goal, you can't score. Yeah. And uh, establishing that goal up front is a simple thing. And I think, you know, that short-termism of of ROI has got in the way of having that bigger conversation. Yeah, It's easier to have an efficiency conversation than an effectiveness one. Mm. And, you know, you can do the maths yourself. You could, you know, you could say invest 2 million quid, um, and get a return of 20 million quid, which would be fantastic, yeah. by the way, and congratulations, yeah. everyone. And you've got a really healthy ROI of, of 10 to 1. Yeah. Equally, you could spend 5 million quid and get a return of 40 million quid. You've driven uh, a higher volume of profit, but your ROI has actually gone down to 8 mm. to 1. And if some people are getting bonuses on the basis of driving ROI you end up with the, that kind of ridiculous situation. Yeah. By the way, nice problem to have.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: but yeah, so, we have yeah, it here simple, all the time. It's so a, you know, a simple way of trying run. to illustrate it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a great point. It sounds obvious now to been really clear on the objectives um, at the start of anything when you go into it.
0: I mean, I think one of the things that um, you need to consider always when you're um, delivering a, 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 a you know, Marcom solution is, you know, one of your objectives could be simply changes in consumer behaviour. Mm. So, If you think about or consumer perception of what a brand stands for them, so if you think about the Specsavers um, hearing aid um, and hearing services, um, would you know you wouldn't have imagined Specsavers in that place? Um, Yet over the past number of years, they've really delivered um, their messages very very well and very succinctly, so that now everyone associates Specsavers with both you know Mm. opticians and hearing aids. aids, So So I think, you, you, you know, that is that, you know, you can, you can set objectives across all sorts of different parameters that mm-hmm. aren't directly related to instant sales. Right, and yeah, that is yeah. the most important thing. Um, but ultimately, the, the need, you know, there needs to be a business success. Mm. And there needs to be. So what does that customer behavior, um, imp, how is that customer behavior impacting on the bottom line or yeah. brand share or, as I said, intangible asset
1: value? Yeah, it's a great point. Uh, sometimes, again, I think, like there's so much evidence now, there's all the uh, Binet and Field worked on on, you know, 60-40 should go long-term brand investment and, and um, 60 long-term, 40 short-term. Um, even you mentioned earlier on about quarterly reports and I know Warren Buffett and Jamie Dimon talked about the end of this, this kind of addiction, this kind of, this need that that business has to report quarterly results because it's proven that if you continuously focus on the short-term you paralyze yourself from making decisions that could impact your business more positively in the the long term. And I find as well, working across a lot of clients, I think that like the rate of change in brand managers seems to be so quick. There's not just... Brand managers aren't any aren't there any longer than like, you know, two years, a year or two years, and they move on. So if you actually do a job as a brand manager and, and you turn something around, but the payoff on that is inherited by your successor, well, that's systemically, that's not a great way to work. Am I wrong? Maybe it's just me. Do you think that where the industries and from the clients' businesses is too focused on the short term, or do you think not in, in in my
2: instance, in our instances, is not? It is, but it's a cost of doing business. By which I mean it's something that we have to think about and work around and work beyond. And I think one of the problems that we have from a client perspective is I've been allocated this money, how do I spend it? Rather than what budget should we have and what do we think it's going to drive? And look, we live in a world and we all work in an industry which has got inherent muscle memory, which goes back a very, very long way. Yeah. And anything that we do to try and break that by just having a conversation about mm. what is it we're trying to achieve, yeah. how do we think we're going to get there, and what do we think it's going to take um, or, yeah. or cost to actually get us there is a valuable thing. The more that we behave on autopilot, yeah. the more that we see the bad things continue to
1: rise to the surface. We're going to talk about creativity now and what's going on in the industry, there is a convergence between technology and creativity. We did a podcast last year about uh, AI and machine learning, and we had a huge debate about whether like, whether machines can actually be, inte- whether they can be creative or not. I mean, if you program a machine and you have to feed it with so much stimulus and it puts out an answer, is that creativity? I, my view is that it wasn't. Um, we agreed to disagree in the podcast. Um, and I'd love to get your view on this because there definitely is. I know even Martin Sorrell has been talking about the big idea, if you will, and, and advertising in the future is, is less about this big idea. I know he's self-serving. Okay, look, he talks about his background. is that, That's the old way of doing things. But this thinking that one big idea can live across lots of different channels. He said that those days are dead, um, which isn't quite saying it, but is leaning into the, the point that creativity is less impactful and important than it used to be. So you're the man for this one, Neil. Your, how important is creativity in delivering effectiveness for clients? Technological solutions that are delivery mechanisms
2: are table stakes. And mm-hmm. the only difference is how your brand creatively shows up mm-hmm. in those different channels. And I agree with Sorrell to a point, which is that the old way of working doesn't help us yeah. um, necessarily all the time anymore. However you have to be flexible in how you deploy that. Mm. And I think in in the race to embrace technology, we would lose sight of the fact that our industry has been built on making people care about the brands that we build. Mm. And the reality is you can't target people into giving a shit about your brand. You actually have to deliver a mechanism, uh, a marketing message which resonates with them. How you deploy that is now the new fun part, but Mm. we shouldn't walk away from where we've come from.
1: Have you any examples of clients who've turned Shifted their focus towards effectiveness rather than being concentrated on efficiency and seeing some benefits I mean, uh, here or, or otherwise. In, uh, anything you've seen? I can
2: give you a couple of global examples from um, uh, from last year. In my previous job, I was at um, I was actually working for the FE's, the, right. the, the global marketing effectiveness body in New York. Um, runs fifty odd programs around the world. Ireland is the the, the newest. I'm, I'm pleased to say. And uh, last Neil year, Neil is
0: being modest. Actually, he was the global chief executive of of FE worldwide.
2: Thank you. Thank you very much. My my mother will now not not have to write in and and, and
0: correct. Um, And uh, last year was
2: their 50th anniversary. Right. And they uh, did a celebration of the brands and businesses who had been the most effective during their lifespan. Mm. Um, And they created something called the Five for 50, so the, the five brands who stood out doing that. And in each right. case, those brands, Dove, Apple, IBM, Nike, MasterCard, you know, Snickers from my own agency, mm. um, was, was part of that discussion as well. Weren't brands that said, okay, let's just spend the budget. Yeah. They're people who didn't, um, didn't just drive efficiency for efficiency's sake, but they created an effectiveness culture. With every campaign, with every brief, with every assignment, they sat down and said, what is it we want to achieve? And Mm. that's the hallmark of people who go beyond just efficiency and embrace effectiveness as an ongoing discussion Mm. rather than a one-off flash-in-the-pan short-term solution.
1: Yeah, I, I really like that, the, this idea of an effectiveness culture. It's more than just, and because that takes it away from just thinking about campaign by campaign. It's just a way that we want people to think about how we do business. Absolutely. And I'm uh, always having that. Um, so it's a nice way about But if you think about,
0: about those examples, you know, if you think about Dove, you think about Mastercard, you think about Apple, IBM, and then you think about what they mean to you as a consumer. So, mm. to, you know, pretend we're not in this industry. Yeah. Step back, think about them as a brand and think about they have not changed in terms of their personality Mm. or their emotional appeal for many years. So they have done what is the sort of best practice in marketing is that they've got a big idea, a culture, values that they've kept and they've maintained for many, many years albeit they've got iterations yeah. of those campaigns that have probably been led by different brand managers. Yeah. But yet they've kept the essence of what their brand is all about. And that's mm. what we're talking about when we balance out the short-term versus the long-term. The short-term, yes, there is an imperative for some short-term tactical work. Yeah. But as long as it's within the overarching brand mm-hmm. um essence, the culture, the the big idea, for want of a better word, of what the brand stands for, then it becomes part of a much bigger place. Would you not agree, Neil?
2: Completely. And it is about a discussion for effectiveness. Mm. And and Apple um, was an example that I used actually at the FE Island launch event earlier this year in that in our offices, uh, in the FE offices in New York City, we had a photograph of, of Steve Jobs, and Lee Clow picking up their Effie Awards right, yeah. at the 2000 gala in, in New York City for the, the Think Different campaign. Yeah. And if that, if anything, I think talks about how effectiveness is driven by a celebration of creativity yeah. and by an ongoing discussion. Now, there's no doubt that the work that Lee Clow was delivering on behalf of Shiat Day, the agency, mm-hmm. you know, that was very, very creative and, and, and groundbreaking stuff. So that that box is ticked for me. Yeah. The collaborative effectiveness culture side of it, I think, came from the fact that. They would meet every Tuesday. Jobs and Clow would meet every Tuesday and spend all day together talking about ideas, talking about business, talking about creativity. And that just fed back into everything that they produced on behalf of their brands.
0: But this is also, and I mean, this is where falling into a sort of marketing, not necessarily advertising mm. um, session here. But at DMX recently, um Jenny Rumignac from the Eremburg Bus Institute, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, was extraordinarily sort of clear about simple things like just brand assets. Yeah. So I think one of the things that we do as an industry, as a in creative agencies do, and new marketing managers, brand managers is that you look to the assets because you think that actually that's something that you can have an impact on. And I think that's become quite dangerous. And what Jenny was saying was that, you know, protect your assets at all costs Mm -hmm. because just because you feel that your brand isn't resonating with consumers, it doesn't necessarily mean that the assets need to be changed. It is what sits underneath it. So if you look again or you look at the MasterCard example, Apple, Apple, you know, Dove, they haven't changed any of their assets, Mm. but they did change how people saw them as a business. And that Mm. that was a really important, I think, a really important learning for a lot of young marketeers and young agency
1: people. We mentioned the Effies there quite a few times and it's on awards and they're launching in Ireland this year is it November that we're yes right so well actually Um, not November do you want (laughs) to give give us a bit of explain a bit because um I'm sure a lot of people will know but maybe a lot of people listening won't know what the effies are and why they're not just a another award ceremony
0: okay well um so um we have decided to bring um the effies to to the Irish market for several reasons um one, and, and this is really important, um, because we are an industry organization and trade body, mm-hmm. um, we're not a commercial enterprise. And one of the first things that attracted me to this whole program was that they're a not-for-profit organization. Right. So um, they send out that, you know, we operate under license. But most importantly, obviously, was that the whole program. So what it enables the Irish marketing and agency industry to do is take part In a local national awards program that educates and talks and is totally focused on effectiveness, Mm. okay, over efficiency. And there are so many parameters in the program from the way the judging is done, to how you enter, to the full entry kit that they provide, to all the information that you get as a sort of national or regional program that is invaluable and so helpful because Mm. it's been developed over the last 50 years by the best of the best. And then the icing on the cake for the Irish um, industry is that the gold and the Grand Prix winners from the Irish program can now compete on a global stage because they've introduced global best of the best. Okay. So everybody who wins a gold or a Grand Prix within the Effie Awards Ireland in September, not not November. In September will go on to compete in the 2021 Global Best of the Best. Okay. Yeah. So all the information about Effies can be can be found on effiesarland.org. So just go on to that. Okay. And you, you can read everything you need to know, including all the deadlines.
1: Okay. Um, right. I think I'm
0: going to hand over to Neil now to talk about the essence of Effies. Yeah, and, I'd love to and, talk and about that yeah. and,
1: and how they're, because, you know, and there's award ceremonies, you, you can't, you're falling over yourself in terms of award ceremonies sometimes here. And I think a lot of them are just money making for, and we won't go into the rabbit hole of, of, of this, but these are different. It's fair to say that these have a a global prestige about them.
2: Without question. And I think you've only got to go um, onto the FE's website and see who is on the board of the Mm. FE's to understand the the global significance uh, of of what FE stands for. Why I think it's important for the Irish market, though, is that... It's an opportunity to provoke that bigger conversation about creating an effectiveness culture that actually may be the the previous effectiveness award in in Ireland, which was great. Mm. But it was more closely aligned to, say, the IPA model uh, from the UK, which was about ROI. And we've already discussed how efficiency isn't necessarily effectiveness and Mm -hmm. how it can be short termist. But also it meant that a lot of clients and a lot of agencies would say, well, we haven't got that data, therefore we can't enter. Yeah, And so a general discussion around how do we all get, get better at what we do as an industry, mm. how do we become better marketers, how do we become better communications experts, doesn't really get the chance to happen because it doesn't yeah. have that foundational discussion. So I think bringing in an FE where each paper, each submission proposes a different definition of effectiveness, which appears, okay. uh, you know, other judges use mm. their experience and expertise to say either, yeah, that's right, or no, it's not. Yeah and provoke that conversation about effectiveness culture, I think is a really, really important thing. So I'm very, very excited about what's going to happen over the next coming months.
0: I mean, my view of of EFI's and how I view it is that it's actually an education program, not an awards program. And it benefits um, marketers and agencies equally. And the amount of interest we've had from marketers Mm. and the level of interest has been extraordinary. We launched it in November. Yeah and the other thing that i think it will offer um irish marketeers and 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 agency people the opportunity to to judge uh, a euro FE hasn't really been open to us yeah. uh, very much mm-hmm. because we haven't been part of the program yeah so we have you know had a few irish uh, jury members um go into the Euro FEs as I was starting to have conversations with them. They asked me to send people along. Yeah. But every time I've heard back from the judges that have, have gone to Euro FEs and every time you judge an FE program, mm-hmm. you learn so much. And there are so many judges. So for instance, within the Irish market, we have 21 judges lined right. up, Okay. You know. Good 70% of which will be international. So right. they will be previous FE veterans, as okay. such. And then the remainder will be Irish marketeers, senior marketeers. And people learn so much from just talking to each other, discussing the cases. Mm. Each case is seen by at least seven to eight judges. Mm. Um, and all the cases are judged physically. So there's no online judging. Okay. It's all judged in the same room physically, and then different people see the, the same campaigns from round one to round two. So it's a massive educational okay. process.
1: Yeah, it's great, and it sounds like Alameen. I, I have to say, and congratulations to you, Charlie, as well on this. We we're, we we are becoming much more professional as an industry. I think we've grown, we've grown, we've matured quite a bit, and it's good to see. And I think awards is one of those things where it's brilliant to raise the standard of how we award campaigns and what we look for. It sounds like they're going to be quite difficult in terms of what people who may enter the whole campaign season, award season, um, the requirements and how to write them. Have either of you got any advice to anybody, to clients who will say, I'd love to enter that. I just don't know how to do it. Where do I find out and what advice would you give them? And even in terms of other campaigns that have won, any advice for them?
0: Well, firstly, they logging on to FE Ireland There's a full entry kit there that they can download, which is absolutely, I mean, I I kind of repurposed it from the UK because obviously, you know, each market is slightly different. But I wrote that myself in order to become totally familiar with the whole process. And it goes into such level of detail that that there'll be, hopefully there'll be no questions after somebody has read it. But of course they can always ring me. um, And there are tips from ex-jury members and and i think in terms of the the laborious nature of entering an effie award because of the broad spectrum of of effectiveness you know measurements mm-hmm. that that an effie award allows in a way, it's not quite, it's certainly not as arduous as entering our previous very right, okay. prestigious awards, which were Effects, yeah. And and it's one of the reasons why we've moved on from okay, AdFX. Yeah. AdFX was excellent, but I think we've moved on from that era where AdFX was very much focused around a very focused and fixed set of criteria, yeah. whereas this broadens it out quite considerably. To Neil's point earlier about effectiveness can be a whole range of measures as mm. long as you've set out to achieve that in the first
1: place. And Neil, it seems to be you. your agency has a massive unfair advantage here having you've served on, on the AFE's board. But without giving any any secrets away and in the spirit of helping everybody, what advice would you give from a creative point of view to people who want to write awards?
2: I think sitting in front of that entry form for the first time can be quite daunting Mm. and thinking, oh, my God, what do I have to write here? Mm. Um, Really, you've just got to think about the way that the judges will receive that information. They're only looking to score four things. And there are four very, very simple questions that you need to be able to neatly knit a story around. And the four scoring sections are, give us the context for the case that you're submitting, tell us a little bit about the market Mm -hmm. and the background and your competitors, number one. Number two... Tell us how you thought about it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, tell us what the, st- the strategic insights that you brought to bear were. Number three, how and where did you bring it to life? Yeah. So the creative execution and the media deployment. Yeah. And number four, did it work? Right. What were the results? And does it tie back to what you set out as objectives you, in the can beginning? Can you link those? And if you can do that, as long as you can knit that back, you're really only answering four questions. So if okay. you start from that point, you should do Okay.
0: And there's one really important point to make about Effie's, which has been a sort of debate in the industry for some time about effectiveness awards versus creative awards. And um, as you will know, IAPi support Can Lion Mm -hmm. um, very strongly and Effie's. And somebody, and people keep asking me, oh, but isn't it sort of, you know, contradictory? You've got Mm -hmm. a creative awards and you've got effectiveness awards and absolutely not Mm. if you think about where Can Lion are going they brought in an effectiveness awards because they understand the correlation between great creativity and effectiveness from an Effie perspective as Neil has just said you know a large portion of the score is around the concept and if you think about the top five or most effective uh, brands over the last 50 years. You mm. know, if you look at Dove, you look at Apple, certainly you wouldn't say they're uncreative in their communications. Mm-hmm. They produce yeah, yeah. fantastic communications. So I think from a from a creative director's standpoint, it was always sort of felt in creative circles that ad was for planners
1: mm.
0: and can was for creatives.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah. Actually,
0: I think this is a lovely combination okay. of really creative work, Um, and and cases written by planners to to showcase that work.
2: 23% of the the score comes on your creative and and, and your deployment, which I think is really, really important. And I know that from a network perspective, the years that we've been agency of the year at Cannes are also the years that we've won um, the FE Index. So you can be the most creative and the most effective agency in the world and not with different uh, cases or campaigns. with the same work.
1: Yeah, that's a great point because I, and I think sometimes you know, does it go, and, and I think it's with proliferation of channels. There's so many campaigns. There used to be a time when award-winning campaigns everyone would have seen them, and now with you know stuff that would be put out digitally, nobody knows them. So you can you put out wonderfully creative campaigns that are, are truly, truly amazing piece of work, but but they're not really driving business results. And I think that's a great point. So we are out of time, guys. I've really enjoyed this. I've learned a lot. Um, so thanks, a million for coming in. Thanks, Neil. Thank you very much. Thanks, Charlie. Thank you so much, Dave. It's really enjoyable. Great. I'll get you back on again and uh, we will make sure to, to plug the effies as the time draws nearer. So thanks to Kira and Andrea on sound and thanks to the Irish Times Media Solutions who are our partners. Thanks. See you next time. Bye.
0: This is Inside Marketing brought to you by Dentsu
1: Aegis Network and Irish Times Media Solutions.